Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the Course in Miracles podcast, coming to you with a, a plate in my arm, two plates in my arm. I I had a compound fracture happen yesterday afternoon. This episode might be a little all over the place. There's a little bit of perhaps pain medication at work uh, because I am in agonizing pain because I had surgery last night, emergency surgery. I was, there's a Course in Miracles lesson here. Trust me, I'm getting to the point of the Course in Miracles lesson here. The, um, I was riding my electric skateboard in this area of San Diego called Rancho Penasquito Canyon. It's this big canyon. And up on the top of the canyon, there's, there's a fire road that goes up from the middle of the canyon up to this mesa. It's called Del Mar Mesa. And there are all these hidden mountain bike trails up there. And I was riding my one-wheel electric skateboard, as I said. If you don't know what a one-wheel is, just Google one-wheel and you'll see. They're really fun for going on trails. And they're also... I'm, I'm coming to accept the fact that they are very fundamentally very dangerous. Not just kind of dangerous, very dangerous. And I was riding around on this new trail yesterday, kind of secluded. There aren't a lot of people around. Plenty of people come through there on a regular, you know, on the regular basis. So I'll pretty much always see people when I'm up there. But I found this little secluded trail and all of a sudden I'm just out in my own little universe and I'm cruising along and all of a sudden I hit this rock and I go flying and then my arm hits the ground and I hear this loud snap and I basically instinctively and intuitively know that this is a compound fracture and that it's potentially life-threatening. It was messed up. My arm was messed up. Messed up. It was like bent at a 45-degree angle. I don't know if a 45, but it was like bent in the middle of my forearm. Made myself nauseous just to look at it. But just looking at it, not to mention feeling the agonizing pain. And so now I'm realizing that this bone has broken inside of my arm and that it could very well have sliced an artery and that artery could now be bleeding. And that's perhaps why all this swelling is swelling is showing up. And that could, you know, cause sepsis, I think, or I could bleed out from the inside or something all something very terrible could happen. And this all dawns on me in a millisecond. So my life went from one experience of what it means to be alive to an entirely new experience of what it means to be alive in a millisecond. I mean, it was just so fast. One day life is this way and one second life is this way and the next second life is that way. And like I said, it was an intuitive knowing. So I got up and I started riding my skateboard out. I got very lightheaded. I almost passed out. I was like, oh man, I'm in trouble. Because I'm like probably 200, 300 yards away from like the main road. You know, like where where the people are, where the people come through. There's not a lot of people, but that's where you are more likely to see them coming through. And so I finally, like, get on the board. I get it going. I'm holding my arm. So I'm basically carrying my own arm, you know, like it's all limp and it just hurts so bad. And there's rocks I'm going over and it's just jarring the whole thing. It's brutal. And I get to this main road and I'm just, it's about, I want to say, four to five miles to my car which is in the parking lot. And I'm just, you know, I'm in, I'm in shock, mind you, I'm in full blown shock. And so my logical shock thinking, my trauma thinking is like, well, you ride your skateboard down the hill. It's all rocky. By the way, it's like dirt and sand and rocks. You 
ride the board down the hill and you get in the car and then you drive to the emergency, the nearest emergency room and they fix you up. And so I'm riding on this trail, just all jacked up. And I pass these two guys and they're like, I'm like, Hey guys, just so you know, I broke my arm really bad. And this is, I'm in agonizing pain right now. And so I'm going down to my car and I just need for you to know that like, there's a hurt person out there. Just FYI. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. And they were like, um, no, stop right now. Stop. You're not going anywhere. Sit, you know, and they turn out to be these just really super nice, kind human beings. What messengers of the Holy spirit perhaps. And it turns out that they're both in the recovery program that I'm in. And one of them is actually struggling with this drinking a little bit. And so we ended up having this sort of powwow and the lesson for that day by the way, it's a good thing I recorded multiple lessons the day before, so I didn't have to record one yesterday. It was already synced up to go. But the lesson, lesson 129 for that day was, uh, on the other side of this world is a world that I want, or beyond this world is the world that I want. And the, if you recall, the sort of the beginning of that lesson begins with, is it a life, is it a world of misery you seek? Is it a love of hatred and damnation and hell that you are after? It's something like that. I'm certainly paraphrasing. But I kind of sit, they're like, sit down. We're going to call 911. They're going to get an ambulance up here, and they're going to take you to the hospital the way that you should go to the hospital. And I'm like, okay. A little all over the place, I realize, but I'll get to all of the points. So they ended up having to, like, he called, one of the guy's wife is like a forest ranger, so he calls her and he somehow gets his coordinates from Google Maps, and he then calls his wife, and his wife has to call a helicopter. The helicopter shows up and swirls around above us, and the helicopter is existing so as to uh, inform the fire department where I am or where we are waiting for them. This whole process took probably close to an hour total. So as we're getting acquainted and talking some recovery talk, um. I'm sitting there on my skateboard, sort of in the gravel, holding my arm. And it, I mean, it hurts, but it mostly hurts if I just move it. So I'm just like cradling it sort of. And I just start thinking to myself, beyond this world is a world I want to see. Beyond this world is a world that I want to see. And I'm like, do I want to see a world of peace or of, of death and destruction and pain and one wheel wipeouts? Is this the world I want to see? Beyond this world is the world that I want. Beyond this world is the world that I want. And I'm sitting here with my mangled ass arm, mangled arm, and this peace just comes over me. And I just start reciting lesson 34 to myself. I could see peace instead of this. I could see peace instead of this. I allowed the Holy Spirit to, I chose to have the Holy Spirit take my thinking over in that moment. Was there still physical pain? You bet your ass there was. But it became almost secondary. I'll say almost because it's not like I transcended it and went to the promised land. It was still hurt, right? So eventually the fire department shows up. They weren't in like an actual fire truck. They were in like a, like a pickup truck that had like the San Diego fireman symbol on the side. And, you know, firefighters are cool. They see what they deal with this stuff all day. So they like wrap me up. They put this splint on. They wrap me up in the car. They put me up in the sit prop me up in the front seat rather they take me to an ambulance and then the ambulance guys are the same emts are all kind of 
they're like a certain breed of person, EMTs. They're very practical and down to earth and kind of wisecracky, but they're also kind of tough. And, but they're also very kind because they do this amazing life-saving work for a living, right? And so now by the time I get in the ambulance, I know I'm cool. And they're like, what hospital do you want to go to? Takes me to the hospital and um, gives me some gives gives me some narcotics. Um, I intentionally choose them. I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain. I mean, it was just beyond crying pain. It hurts so bad. So he's like, would you like some of this? I said, sure. So that was nice. Um, and then that obviously I took my mind off things. And so it was just one thing after another, after another, after another, that has this day transpired right up into me having surgery yesterday. And I'm going into the operating room after waiting in the ER for probably I want to say solid five hours and, and I finally get into the operating room and the operating room guys, like the whole operating crew, the operating team, the operation team is like, they're just really funny and they're like making wisecracks. And one of them's like, Hey, my name's Dave. And I'm like, well, I'm Dave. And then they gave me the, the Michael Jackson drug. I forget what it's called, but they give, they give you this drug before you have any surgery. That's the same drug that they would administer to Michael Jackson. And they give me that stuff, and it's just like, whoa, that's like the prep the prep for them to then anesthetize you. Is that the word? Anesthesiolo- anesthesiology you? Whatever. Um, and then I woke up, and as I'm, I'm like waking up sort of, and I'm like in between two worlds. There's this part of me, I swear to God, this is how I remember it. There's this part of me that wanted to go home, and this part of me that wanted to stay on the other side. And then there's this part of me that's listening to the doctors as I'm coming to and the operating staff, operating room staff. And they're like, no, Dave, you're, you can't go home yet. You have, to, you have to come with us. You have to come back to earth and finish your work. Sorry. It was energetically, that's what was happening. And I'm literally, as I'm coming out of my anesthesia, I'm wrestling. I'm going back and forth between the eternal world, the heavenly world, and the earthly world. I swear to God, that's exactly how I remember it. That is is Course in Miracles in Action. That is it right there. I'm, I'm, my arm is dangling from my body. I'm in agonizing pain. I'm ready to, I'm willing to ride five miles in shock so I can drive to the nearest emergency room, which I don't even know where it is. And I encounter these helpers, these miracle workers in the universe who happen to be in recovery, who happen to know all of that recovery talk, who happen to know the serenity prayer. And I kick it with them. I chill with them. And at one point, one of them says, you know, you're doing awful good for a guy whose arm is broken in half. And I was like, that is the course in miracles in action right there. Because I turned my thinking over to the Holy Spirit and I was able to overcome the trauma of the moment. So... I know I've been asking you to send me some good vibes. It's almost like this thing was ordained. It was preordained. It was almost like it was meant to happen. I've heard it said the Holy Spirit knows everything, past, present, and future, and knows everything that there is possibly that there possibly is to know. And the Holy Spirit's goal is to get you enlightened as fast as possible. And sometimes that involves presenting situations like this to you. I hope you don't have to incur a, a compound fracture. Compound fracture, if you know, it's when the bone is poking through the skin. So the bone was starting to poke through on, like, my under forearm. It was gnarly. Anyway, um, I think I'm just going to read. I might, I might not read this entire episode, this entire lesson. It's kind of long, but I'm going to do my best. I'm 
sitting here as I'm broadcasting or recording, I'm it, the pain is getting much much worse. FYI, send me good vibes, send me good juju. You're also more than capable of reading the lesson yourself. Maybe this is just an accountability episode. Your account, your your assignment for today is to read lesson 131 yourself. Lesson 131. I'll get as through as much as I can. No one can fail who seeks to reach the truth. So this was what was happening to me yesterday. I was seeking to reach the truth. And because I was seeking to reach the truth, I could not fail. And look at what happened. And there were all these little mini miracles that la- that last that happened right up to the point of me coming out of the anesthesia. Not to mention, you know, all the nurses were all so kind. They were all so lovely. They were all just, I was so grateful to see each and every one of them. I was also a little hopped up on the pain meds. I will admit that. Um, in recovery, they would call that a free lapse. But still, my interactions with each and every one of these human beings was absolutely amazing, from the EMTs to the fire department to the nurses to the doctors to the other doctors to the doctor that came in the next day to check on me, et cetera, et cetera. You get the point. And what's happening there, to bring it back to this lesson, is I'm, I'm seeking to reach the truth. And so it's working, in other words. Failure, failure is all about you while you, seek, while you seek for goals that cannot be achieved. You look for permanence in the impermanent, for love where there is none, for safety in the midst of danger, immortality within the darkness of the dream of death. Who could succeed where contradiction is the setting of his searching and the place to which he comes to find stability? Goals that are meaningless are not attained. There is no way to reach them. For the means by which you strive for them are meaningless as they are. Who can use such senseless means and hope through them to gain in anything? Where can they lead? And what could they achieve that offers any hope of being real? Pursuit of the imagined leads to death because of the search for nothingness. And while you seek for life, you ask for death. So pursuit of the imagined leads to death death. So the imagined would be, you know, the big house, the money, the car, all of it, right? That actually leads to death because it is a search for nothingness. Or if you were to set a goal to, you know, uh, overturn the city um, because you don't like the policies of that, um, the, the, politicians who are running that city and so you 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 put on a march and the march becomes hateful that's just all nothingness and that leads to death so you think you're seeking for life you think you're getting some life out of that but you're actually seeking death could be argued my example with the one wheel is actually i'm seeking i think i'm seeking life in in the seeking of the thrills and the getting stoked but i'm actually it was actually seeking death so that would be another potential example there You look for safety and security while in your heart you pray for danger and protection for the little dream you made. Yet searching is inevitable here. For this you came and you will surely do the thing you came for. But the world cannot dictate the goal for which you search unless you give it power to do so. Otherwise, you still are free to choose a goal that lies beyond the world in every worldly thought and one that comes to you from an idea relinquished yet remembered old yet new, an echo of a heritage forgot, yet holding everything you really want. Be glad that search you must. Be glad as well to learn you search for heaven and must find the goal you really want. So that example, 
I basically found heaven in that moment with the busted arm. I searched for heaven and I found it. There's a lesson, there's a, a lesson here in not too long. Heaven is a decision I must make. So no one can fail to want this goal and reach, in, and reach it in the end. God's son cannot seek vainly, though he try to force delay, deceive himself, and think that it is hell he seeks. When he is wrong, he finds correction. When he wanders off, he is led back to his appointed task. No one remains in hell, for no one can abandon his creator nor affect his perfect, timeless, and unchanging love. You will find heaven. So, Although I found hell with the arm break, with the the snapping of the bone, I found heaven a few minutes later. Everything you seek, but this will fall away. Yet not because it has been taken from you. It will go because you do not want it. You will reach the goal you really want as certainly as God created you in sinlessness. Why wait for heaven? It is here today. Time is the great illusion. It is past or in the future. Yet this cannot be if it if it is where God wills his son to be. How could the will of God be in the past or yet to happen? What he wills is now without a past and wholly futureless. It is as far removed from time as is a tiny candle from a distant star or what you choose from what, or what you choose from what you really want. Heaven remains your one alternative to this strange world you made and all its ways, its shifting patterns and uncertain goals, its painful pleasures and its tragic joys. God made no contradictions. What denies its own existence and attacks itself is not of him. He did not make two minds. With heaven as the glad effect of one and earth the other's sorrow outcome, which is heaven's opposite in every way. I'm going to read that again. He did not make two minds with heaven as the glad effect of one and earth as the other's sorry outcome, which is heaven's opposite in every way. So he didn't make two minds, one of earth and one of heaven, and one is the opposite of the other. God does not suffer conflict, nor is his creation split in two. How could it be his son could be in hell when God himself established him in heaven? Could he lose what the eternal will has given him to be his home forever? Let us not try longer to impose an alien will upon God's single purpose. He is here because he wills to be, and what he wills is present now because beyond the reach of time. Today, we will choose a paradox in place of truth. How could the Son of God make time to take away the will of God? He thus denies himself and contradicts what has no opposite. He thinks he made a hell opposing heaven and believes that he abides in what does not exist, while heaven is the place he cannot find. Leave foolish thoughts like these behind today and turn your mind to true ideas instead. No one can fail who seeks to reach the truth, and it is truth we seek to reach today. We will devote 10 minutes to this goal three times today, and we will ask to see the rising of the real world to replace the foolish images that we hold dear. With true ideas arising in the place of thoughts that have no meaning, no effect, and neither source nor substance in the truth. This we acknowledge as we start upon our practice periods. Begin with this. I ask to see a different world and think a different kind of thought from those I made. The world I seek, I did not make alone. The thoughts I want to think 
are not my own. For several minutes, watch your mind and see, although your eyes are closed, the senseless world you think is real. Review the thoughts as well, which are compatible with such a world and which you think are true. Then let them go and sink below them to the holy place where they can enter not. There is a door beneath them in your mind, which you cannot completely lock to hide what lies beyond. Seek for that door and find it. But before you try to open it, remind yourself no one can fail who seeks to reach the truth. And is this, and it is this request you make today. Nothing but this has any meaning now. No other goal is valued now nor sought. Nothing before this door you really want and only what lies past it do you seek. Put out your hand and see how easily the door swings open with your one intent to go beyond it. Angels light the way so that all darkness vanishes and you are standing in a light so bright and clear that you can understand all things you see. A tiny moment of surprise, perhaps, will make you pause before you realize the world you see before you in the light reflects the truth you knew and did not quite forget in wandering away in dreams. You cannot fail today. There walks with you the spirit heaven sent you that you might approach this door someday and through his aid slip effortlessly past it to the light. Today that day has come. Today God keeps his ancient promise to his holy son as does his son remember his to him. This is a day of gladness, for we come to the appointed time and place where you will find the goal of all your searching here and all the seeking of the world, which end together as you pass beyond the door. Remember often that today should be a time of special gladness and refrain from dismal thoughts and meaningless laments. Salvation's time has come. Today is set by heaven itself to be a time of grace for you and for the world. If you forget this happy fact, remind yourself with this. Today I seek to find all that I want. My single purpose offers it to me. No one can fail who seeks to reach the truth. So basically, there's this one world of thought that's messed up and not so good and hellacious and awful and you you end up there often as a result of striving towards nothingness. And there's this other way of thinking that is of the Holy Spirit. And you can't fail if you seek to reach the eternal truth of thus. Thank you for listening to the Compound Fracture episode of A Course in Miracles podcast. Bye-bye.